Hi, everybody, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com, and I'm here with two of our editors, Clarence Moy and Mark Johnson. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hello. Hello. And Ryan's <laughs> not with us again. He's, he's, he's a little bit under the weather this week, and so he and he also hasn't felt like he hadn't seen a lot of the movies that we saw in Telluride. So, you know, he, he felt like it wouldn't be, you know, useful to be on the podcast. Plus, he's probably really annoyed with me. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, he's, with, he's with us in, in thought. He's with us in yes. thought and spirit. And so is Michael Gray, our travel yeah. buddy, who's not here today. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've just been back from Telluride. Clarence was just reminding us that it's been a week, which is shocking. <laughs> Time just flies by. And it's already been a week, and it feels like we were just there in the mountains. It's yeah. insane. Yep. I woke up uh, the day after I got back, and I was like, where's Mark? I need to figure out where I need to go. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what to do with my time. Same. <laughs> How's Mark I need Mark? I need him to that follow was, me around. <laughs> that was the funniest thing, was before you and Michael got there on that very first day, and I'm wondering, like, what are, you know, what are we going to do? I want to walk around the town. Nope, nope. Mark just clears the table, sits down <laughs> yes. with the book that we got, and just starts banging out, like, this schedule and, like, all these permutations. Well, if the secret screening is this, then uh, that means I this, know. this, this, this. It's insane, <laughs> just like isn't we, it? I know. My brain just goes right four, dead when I get there. Go ahead. I think we had, like, four different um, plans going at once just based on what the hell the secret screening is. Yeah, so it was, like, uh, it's tough. The concept of the secret screening never like entered my head even one time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just you're like, let's go here at this time. I'm like, okay, let's go there. <laughs> like, but I know you have stuff to figure out. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, you do the planning, so you think about it, and you know. But but see, Mark, unlike Clarence and, and myself, he you know you're a lot of people come to Telluride to see everything, you know, and to see as many mm. movies as they can. But for some reason, I don't really like doing that. And Clarence, as he came to find, didn't really either. Right, Clarence? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of variables there, right? Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, I left the festival not, you know, as somebody who I, I'm not, I won't name this person. I, I don't know if they'd be uncomfortable with this or not. But um, when I got back and I was exchanging emails with someone who was there, at, still at the festival. They're like, oh, I didn't realize you only saw seven films. Wow, I'm glad you felt like you got your uh, money's worth for that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I I saw seven films in three days. I know. That is a lot for me. Yeah. I mean, I think it people is. go up to like 16, 20, something like that. You know? They do. Right. Well, and, and to be fair, I was only there three days. so it uh, And they didn't really start in earnest until Thursday night. Great. I usually try to get somewhere between 10 and 12 and and that's usually even pretty exhausting so it's a it's a short festival and there's so many options this year especially it was just very mm -hmm. uh deep with options and then movies were so good like usually they're not that yeah. good this year we even missed the movie yeah. that most people i don't know if you saw mark the marcel no. Shell. Marcel the Shell or something. <clears throat> Marcel yeah. in the Shell or something. Yeah. Marcel, <laughs> Marcel Let's just call the it Marcel. Snail with shoes on. <laughs> oh my God. Is that really what it is? That is what it's called. With shoes just, on. Yeah. That, I'm just going to call it Marcel. 
And when, when Michael Patterson from the Telluride blog that he does, our good friend, Michael, my good friend, he he actually, that's the number one film of all the, the people he polled. They, they, they came out with that as their number one. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing, like you hate to be, to miss the one movie that everybody's talking about. Like that's the my one lament from Telluride. It happens to me a lot actually where... I just happened to miss the the movie that, you know, turns out to be the big hit of the festival. But I don't think that this one will be that. Um, is it, It's animated, right? Yeah, it's an animated film. Um, I think Jenny Slate mm-hmm. wrote or directed it, or both. Yep. Um, and I think it's still without distribution. So this, uh, I'm sure it'll get picked up here very soon. Ah, uh, okay. So here's another animation contender. Clarence and I earlier were talking about animation and what was going to win and and now we know there's another another animation is it a, a yeah. full-length film yeah hmm. it's a feature film yeah feature film. okay yeah so, all right so clarence this was your first time at telluride and you know just just in case people don't understand even though we've been talking about it for years um telluride is high altitude it's like i think it's nine thousand <laughs> feet or something maybe it is Right. So 9,000 feet is pretty high. And so when you're there, you're exhausted all the time anyway, even if, you know, you're totally in shape or whatever. It's just this thing where, you know, the thin air and your body's not prepared for it and you're only there for a few days and you don't have time to acclimate. So that's one of the things that makes it kind of exhausting to get through. The other thing about Telluride that's, and this is not a complaint, like I'm, I'm really happy to be there. I feel lucky every time I go. I hope I give it enough praise. But Man, the seats in these theaters. <laughs> oh, God, they're punishing. <laughs> Except for the Herzog. The other two theaters, the Palm and the Galaxy, they're so uncomfortable that, you know, that, that, that for me, that's one of the reasons why I don't see as many movies is because of that. Well, the Palm is small, I suspect, because that is a, it is a theater in an, uh, like a high school slash middle school slash elementary school. Right. And the Galaxy is a makeshift theater built inside a middle school gymnasium. Right, right. I know. <laughs> and it's pretty nice considering. Yeah. Oh, the Galaxy is beautiful. I mean, they, I was stunned that that's not like a real thing. <laughs> yeah, no. I like both of their theaters because they do remind me of like, oh, I'm not being mean. I promise. But, you know, they remind me of like City College. <laughs> You know, like city college classes, you know, that's what they were. Oh, right. No, and I, you know, I love them. I'm always happy to be there. And it's always a kind I think, a magical experience to go to Telluride. So I see. Yeah, I think that, I think that adds to the magic, just how they were able to transform this small town into all these, you know, this movie mecca Mm. um, in a few short days. I think the parents in that line of carpool, um, uh, the parents in the carpool line at that theater, <laughs> were not feeling the magic of the Telluride no. Film Festival that morning. <laughs> they are glad we're gone. And, Very. And, and that's actually never, that's not a, a usual thing that happens. The, 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 yeah. You know, they don't usually time them that way. I'm not sure why it, it happened this year that way. But I, I can't remember another time, Mark. Can you, where we were intermingling? No, it's, it's because they added that extra day, right? So Thursday normally isn't the day it starts. It's usually Friday, and the first day of the festival is usually in the afternoon, you know, after the patrons' brunch and the media, uh, the press meeting. So usually the first showing happens after school's even over on Friday. So mm-hmm. by adding that extra day this year, which they're not going to do next year, but they are going to do for the 50th the year after, 
Hmm. Um, that's what that's what put us in that spot. It was just unfortunate that you know I think it was Belfast and King Richard were the two films showing at the school theater at the Palm um, during school hours, and those of course were drawing huge crowds. <laughs> that was madhouse. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, the poor security guard. He was so freaked out. <laughs> he was like a parent volunteer, and he was like sweat was dripping down, and he couldn't keep the, the lines in control. Uh, and then you know, add COVID into the mix. Um, right. Oh God. Yeah. So um, wait, we should talk about you know vis-a-vis the Oscar race. I mean, we could sit here and talk about our good times because they were good. <laughs> we had a great time. I I love being there. It's it's definitely a highlight of my year. Um, but we're we're going to talk about uh, you know the Oscar movies, and we're going to talk about where we kind of are in the race right now. And um, so before we do that, I feel like I have to kind of set the stage, which is that in general, prior to COVID. The Oscar race would be over pretty much by the end of December, right? Because the Oscars would be held in February. And so festival season mattered more than it ever did during that period of time. But last year and this year, they're delaying the Oscars. The Oscars aren't even going to be until late March, if you can believe that. And they're not even going to start voting until late January. So that's like five months away. Be that as it may, um, this it, it seems pretty clear that you know ultimately the movies are the movies are the movies and I think that uh, you know a great movie will play well in front of a crowd no matter where it plays or when it plays right so to that end I think the three strongest best picture gets out of Telluride are Belfast the power of the dog and King Richard and I mm-hmm. really do think that Belfast is about I mean um Power of the Dog is about to win Best Director, and I think it's going to win all the way through. What do you guys think? I I think it certainly seems very likely that she does have a um, a very successful awards season with Critics Awards. Um, we haven't seen the critics on mass weigh in on this, but the buzz so far has been great, and the fact that she won in Venice um, is a good sign. Mm. Even if the film itself doesn't necessarily win Best Picture, because it's not that kind of preferential ballot film that we've all talked about before, that I'm not going to repeat. But you know, it's it's you know, those Belfast definitely has that support behind it, that sort of broad base support. I mean, you can even look at the reactions coming in from TIFF um, as it's premiered there this week, or as screened there this week. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's people just. In fact, I think the TIFF reaction may be even louder than the Telluride reaction Absolutely. for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. Louder than Telluride. And, and what I think is amazing, and a moment I'll never forget, because Telluride gives you these moments that you never forget. Like, I'll never forget Ben Affleck showing up for Argo. I'll never forget 12 Years a Slave and looking at Brad Pitt and Steve McQueen, you know, before anybody else saw that movie, before it won Best Picture. So I'll never forget Kenneth Branagh coming into that theater to see Belfast. We saw it on the first screening. Right, didn't we? No, it's yeah. the second screening. The first oh, screening it? was the night before. Oh, you're right, you're right. But it we was the, the first one. one with him there. Yeah, I think so. It was yeah. the first one with a Q&A. I think he introduced the film the night before, but they didn't do a Q&A for it. Yeah. Okay, Q&A. so, well, regardless, maybe they felt it the night before, but I feel like on our day, to have come from Venice, where the reviews I thought were kind of muted, um, to see how that Telluride crowd stood up when he came on stage and then stood up again at the end. I mean, I really do think it moved him. I think it gave him 
a different idea of the success of this movie than he had seen before. And that is a kind of a cool thing because the narrative, I think, on that movie was redirected at Telluride. So then when you get to TIFF, it's weird that it's doing so well just with no caveats, right? Like it's it's being greeted with enthusiasm um, and kind of rave reviews from people like Steve Pond, you know. So I'm not sure what that's about. Did, were they not paying attention to the raves out of Telluride or were the raves kind of muted or what, you know? I mean, aside, from, I don't know what you think, Mark, but I, th- I think aside yeah. from yours, I didn't necessarily get that many raves from, from Telluride. I don't know why. Yeah, I think, it, you know, it's interesting because I think on Michael um, Patterson's uh, site that he, I think Belfast was like fourth. No, from, third, third. Oh, third. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it was quite, like strong reviews, but I think, you know, um, Marcel... I'm just going to call it Marcel. I think Marcel and Power of the Dog kind of stole the show at Telluride with Belfast, like, you know, right behind. Unless you paid attention to my Twitter feed because I can stop talking about it. <laughs> exactly. Same here. It's like, that just yeah. goes to show you how few people read what I write. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, we were raving about it. Um, but it is still nice to see it do so well at Telluride. I don't know if it's going to win the audience award. I would assume that it does. I can't think of any other movie. Maybe Eyes of Tammy Faye. I know Clarence has seen that, but I don't know if you've seen it, Mark. Um, I'm not sure if that can beat Belfast for that award. And I, I don't oh, know what no, else no, might. No, 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 been able to pay too much attention not as much as they did in venice but it's 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 appreciation but the only movie that i'm getting love but this is only because i only looked up this movie i clicked that you know i did the search but i'm feeling like the only movie that there's pure love for is is belfast good i could be wrong but that's how it looks to me yeah and you know, I do feel especially vindicated and it's too early to say, of course, because we don't know how it's going to go. You know, it could get hit with some hideous scandal or taken down for some reason or believe me, that's coming. But um, right now, Belfast, like it does. I mean, it's five months out, so it's hard to gauge a best picture winner before we've seen everything, you know, but it does have the kind of love that you need to push it to the top of the ballot, right? Just pure love. But Jeff Wells of Hollywood Elsewhere hates it, hates the movie. And he really did think that I was like the only person that loved it. And so I kept having to send him reviews and say, I'm not the only person who loved this movie. A lot of people did. I'm sure, I'm sure he appreciated that, though. Yeah. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he loved that. But so I'm, you know, secretly hoping it wins Best Picture just for that reason. <laughs> um yeah so that's you know that's i think i what would you guys say like i feel like right now i only feel two movies really in the race and that's belfast and um power of the dog for the top prize now i wouldn't discount king richard i do think it has also that kind of um love and uh urgency and you know doing good for society kind of feel about it and it's a crowd pleaser. 
So that's definitely one to consider for best picture as well. Yeah, that's the one that I actually have. Number two is King Richard. So I split. Yeah. I have Belfast one, then King Richard, then Power of the Dog. King yeah. Richard just seems more of a, pre- I guess, the preferential ballot. Like we're there's just going to be a lot of people who probably don't like Power of the Dog. Yeah, I, you know, right. That's the thing about it. It's divisive. Um, yeah. Whereas King Richard's just a lighthearted, feel-good, you know, true story. Will Smith's great in it, and who doesn't like Will Smith? Hmm. So I think I think that's, right now, from what I've seen, I think that's the biggest threat to Belfast for picture. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that Belfast is going to have, I mean, not to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. You know, I would love for it to just do really well and win, but I know this community and I know this internet, <laughs> I know that, Twitter. you know, it's like, you know, sooner or later people are going to start writing about it. Like as in, well, there is an army of Jamie Dornan fans out there. I will tell you that. And, <laughs> and Katrina Balfe. Right. She, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And they will keep, they will keep film Twitter honest (laughs) that's nice and good to hear um but there is that you know there is that social justice component to to the academy awards now and it's to their detriment honestly it really is it's alienating people right and left from them but it still exists as a thing when when you're thinking of predicting movies if you're going to pick something that's almost exclusively white white filmmaker you know he did cast it, I think, in an, in an um, inclusive way as much as he could. But, you know, you're going back to the late 60s, Belfast, Ireland, you know, it's a <laughs> it's a pretty white place and it's yeah. his childhood. So he's seeing what he sees. So what it'll come down to is Kenneth Branagh himself and, and how he's received and whether they're ready to embrace him and give him the top prize. I think the movie sells itself. I don't think it even needs him particularly. But I think it, it helps if you have a kind of appreciation for him and the story that he told. There's also, I have to say this even though it bothers me, um, Van Morrison apparently, I guess he's an anti-vaxxer. I mean, I didn't read that, but I've heard it kind of third hand. And that's another problem that's going to come up, I imagine. I mean, listen, we don't. you don't have to like the man, but I mean, his music's pretty good. <laughs> And yeah, you know, is. and he and the, and Van Morrison didn't make this movie, so I think the reason I think if I remember, Branna talked about Van Morrison's from Belfast as well, so that's mm-hmm. why he's part of the sound. You know, he's the main soundtrack on it. So right, I don't know. I hope. I mean, that's such a petty. It is. It's such a petty thing. You know, it's petty like, thing to hold against the film. We'll say really because it's like we're we're first we're going through things people have done. Then we're going yeah. through, you know, things people have said, and then we're going through things people think as to right. whether they're worthy of an Oscar or not. And I just think that's totally wrong. Um, but Ann Thompson had mentioned it, and so Steve Pond mentioned it in his review. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> I was so I, I just, I just think it's a non... I mean, I'm not saying... I think you're right. The internet is what the internet is. But to me, it's such a non-factor for the movie. Um, like, it, I would never hold the movie it against the movie for using him. It makes sense to use him if he's from Belfast, and if, especially if Branagh grew up on Van Morrison. Right. Like, it just you know, I don't know. I mean, it may preclude Van Morrison from that best song nomination. Sure. And then that's not fine. right. 
but yeah, but I don't see it punishing the picture just because yeah, of the music. Right. Yeah, if you want to punish anything, don't nominate him for for song. You know, there there you go. And be be idiots for all time. Right. <laughs> be idiots for all time that didn't nominate Van Morrison because you were mad about something he thought. Like, okay, go for it. Do that. Be that for the rest of your life. <laughs> but I you know, the thing is 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 he he's an old guy, you know. I, I can't hold that kind of stuff against people. I know too many I'm I'm sorry to have to say this, but I know too many anti vaxxers, you know, and they're not Trump supporters. They're just wacky people who believe wacky things you know and i can't hate them for that you know like i can't like they're they're nice people so and i you know i try to be compassionate and understand where they're coming from and they're really only endangering themselves in terms of van morrison people would say well he's got a lot of influence and so they're convinced well so does cardi b and she just came out of box. so what are you gonna do like you know say cardi b is not you know accepted into society anymore you know um, it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous thing, but I think I've, I'm a firm believer in separating the art from the artist. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, from the art, from the man or the person, I believe that there are no requirements to being a great artist. You don't have to be, have been a good person. You don't have to make all the right choices. You don't have to say all the right things. Art comes from a different place, you know, and he, to me, is absolutely one of the greatest songwriters and singers who has ever lived. And he's been a huge part of my life, you know, for 30 years, man. So I, I will never, nothing, he could tell me he voted for Trump and it wouldn't <laughs> put me off of him. Maybe if he was like a child molester, that might, okay. yeah, <laughs> that might do it. But, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Even then, I'm no, just kidding. I would, I would miss Moondance at that point. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. exactly. <laughs> So um, I'm getting the feeling that the big heat right now is Best Actress. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree, um, particularly with uh, Jessica Chastain coming out and people pretty broadly praising her performance in mm. um, in Eyes of Tammy Faye. I mean, the movie, it is, it is what it is. But um, I actually saw someone, I don't remember who it was, but I saw someone tweet that this is uh, Jessica Chastain's Judy, where she's just so... She so embodies the person that she's playing, like Renee Zellweger did for um, Judy Garland, that she just walks all the way to the podium. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I don't. I don't find that the character of Tammy Faye um, has as much pathos right. uh, around it that they did with Judy Garland. Like, there's just so much. There was so much emotion, not only within Renee Zellweger, but for people who love that movie. I mean, they really loved it, and I know a lot of people didn't, but um, it, it just that that seems that feels missing to me from uh, eyes of Tammy Faye. Right. I mean, the thing about Judy that we have to remember is that a lot of that was a, a Renee Zellweger comeback story because she mm-hmm. been no, no, Jessica Chastain doesn't have that, you know, right. But she is overdue and she has an incredible career so far. And so if it, I mean, I think it's going to come down to which movie people like the best because one could argue that Kristen Stewart gave her Judy with Diana. Mm-hmm. And one could argue that Jennifer Hudson gave her Judy with Aretha Franklin. But um, but we still have Lady Gaga coming. Um, and she, you know, she, that's going to be kind of a force to be reckoned with. There's also, you know, as I keep bringing up, nobody else seems to notice is that, you know, we're still looking down the barrel of almost 94 years of Oscar with only one black actress having one lead. 
That's a fucking embarrassing stat for them. So, you know, these things are going to come into play in the next few months. But I think what surprised me about the reactions to Tammy Faye was that I had not thought she was even a contender. But after what you've said, Clarence, and after what people are saying online, I would put her now in my top five, whereas I I wasn't going to do that before. She was my number six because I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to wait and see what the reaction was because I could see that kind of being a disaster or I could see it being terrific. Right. I with with the reaction I moved her up to two right behind Stuart. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking I was looking at it this afternoon, and you could absolutely pick five actresses whose performances have been seen right now, and that would yeah. be a very fine top five. You could have Hudson Stewart, Penelope Cruz from right. Parallel Mothers. Don't forget. Um, right, and uh, Jessica Chastain, and a fifth slot between Katrina Balfe and Olivia Coleman, and right. there absolutely. would be your five. Yes, you're correct. My God, I mean, how are we going to fit them all in? Right, and that's leaving out Haley Bennett for Cyrano if she goes lead. It leaves right. out Lady Gaga. I mean, that leaves you know tons of other performances that are coming up for the rest of the year that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand and Rachel Ziegler for I mean, for West I know Side that. Story. Yeah. What have What have we heard about Jodie uh, Comer? Comer? I don't know how you say it. It sounds like she might go supporting. I I don't trust. Okay. Okay. Me, myself, because I'm a huge Rid- Ridley Scott fan and a Jodie Comer fan, I'm not trusting the reviews out of Venice, but if they are right okay. that it is what they're saying it is, then, you know, it's not going to be very strong. And and it sounds to me, from the way they describe it, that she could be a supporting contender from, from what I hear. So um, I if I were her, that's the way I would go because it's too competitive of a year otherwise. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not... I mean, I, she's great in Power of the Dog, but I'm not sold on that uh, Kirsten Dunst um, narrative quite yet. I, I, hmm. I mean, I, th- I think she's fantastic in the film. I'm just not ready to go ahead and give her the Oscar for it. Oh, not give her the Oscar, but she'll get nominated, right? And yes. No, yeah, I think she'll definitely get nominated. It's just I've seen so many people say, oh, it's over, it's hers. Really? I don't, I don't think it's over, but I have her in the number one spot still. Um, I mean, if that movie does as well as I think it, or I think we all think it will. Uh, I don't think it just wins director. I think it's going to pick up at least a couple other things. Right. Well, I mean, of what we've seen now, but there's still a lot to come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it always, it so, it so comes down to how much people love the film and love the actress. You know, like, and, and nobody really wants to admit that. They think, oh, it's just on the performance, but it really isn't. It's on the Oscar story that they create during their campaign. And does Kristen Dunst have a story? I don't know. Is she going to be the only actor winning for Power of the Dog? Or is is her win going to be going to feel like something important? You know, or or is there somebody else that we're not thinking about who who might come in and win like somebody from West Side Story, for instance? Ariana DeBose. Yeah, who might win that, right? Um so we have a long way to go yet. I think she's definitely getting nominated. She's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I loved meeting her at that little party. Um, wasn't she great? <laughs> she was so great, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was really funny. She liked us, me and Mark, yeah, because we, we made did. a bunch of jokes. Like, <laughs> we stole Eric Anderson's joke of no country. <laughs> what is it? No country for gay men. Yeah. And what was the other one? Um there was another funny title that we used for 
for uh, Power of the Dog. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, she liked, she appreciated that we were making jokes. She had just flown in from Venice, and she was incredibly tired, and so she said it was all really surreal. But she liked the fact that we were joking with her. Um, so I guess we should talk about Power of the Dog. Uh, I think that Power of the Dog, to me, is all... Is Jane Campion's directing, but it's almost all Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Like I just think that it was so good. It, you know, I think it puts him in in a strong contention to to be one of the top three. That if the top three turn out to be um, well, top four, right? Because we have Denzel Washington, possibly. We have Will Smith. We have uh, Peter Dinklage, and we have Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Yeah, that's the same top four I have. I'd be very curious to know what your number five is. Mm, right now, um, I might shock. I'm gonna shock you with mine. Yeah, let's hear. <laughs> let's hear it. I have Jamie Dornan for Belfast. I do. Hmm. If that's winning picture, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna load up. Well, that's <laughs> why I think she has a good shot. Kat Katrina Balf. I think she. Has yeah, a- but that actress is deeper though. Right. Actress, I think, is hard, a little harder to get in, cause like, like all those names we just talked about, right? Right, but she is the heart of the film. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, she's the best performance in it, but she has the toughest category. But it's true she, that there's that best actor, best picture link that you know can't be ignored. Yeah, and I don't really know. The reason I have him number five right now is those other four seem very safe for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that number five, there's a bunch of names. I don't know who you, who you would put there next. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, some people have Clifton Collins for Jockey. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is good in Come On, Come On, but he's very reserved. So I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. But I just, I think Jamie Dornan did a terrific job. I, I was drawn to his character. Maybe, you know, it's the dad in me or something. But uh, I thought he was really terrific in it. And it's a good movie. Well, I think Nicolas Cage for Pig is going to get some critics, um, yeah, some traction there. Yeah, um, you can't forget Anthony Ramos for In the Heights because that movie's going to play on screeners. I think um, so too. I, I forgot it already. And he, no, no I, he's I, fantastic in that movie. That, but I think that there's still a good chance it can be it can be revived because it's so uplifting. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah. but the thing about at least we know for sure about Best Actor is that whoever wins that, it's going to be a corresponding Best Picture nomination. At least we know that much. Because that's how it always goes, even last year. (laughs) Even last year. So, it, you know, if it's it's, uh, Will Smith, it's King Richard's got to be in for Best Picture. If it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously Power of the Dog will be in for Best Picture. Like, there's no question about it. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I have all, all five of mine... I have up for picture too. Right. That's really the key for winning best actor. Um, it helps for best actress, but it's definitely not a requisite. Um, you need something more. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to be now. Remember, don't forget this. It can't be all four winners, white people. It just can't like that is a thing. Yeah. Well, that's why I think Will Smith's the favorite. Right. right now, right, uh, and he's very good, and you know he's he's a likable actor who's been around for a while, and a lot of people think he should have won for Ali. Um, so you know, it feels it feels like a Oscar type performance. Yeah, 
Um, I just saw Coda today. Finally, took me a really oh, long good. time to see it. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a tearjerker. Um, the parents, both Marley Matlin and whoever plays the dad, I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Marley um, Matlin's fantastic in that. She's great, and she's definitely getting nominated. Um, go ahead. No, I just want to say, I, I was going to say something, and I was kind of, it was one of those moments where I'm like, do I really want to say this? But um, I love that she was not afraid to be kind of a more working class person. Like, she was not glammed up at all. She she let it all go. Um, she was crude. She was, she was uh, you know, she just was a real person. And I, I you, you just don't often see actresses play that. Yeah, boy, that's a hard-hitting movie, boy. When they, when she's singing and they, the whole room goes silent and they can't hear. Like I just was like, oh my god, this is so well. Yeah, awesome. the ending sells it for sure. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a good movie. It, yeah. You know, it's true what people say about it that it's you know, it's definitely you know a movie that would do really well on TV. You know, but all the same, I think it's I think it does a good job. Um, of bringing you to the place you need to be emotionally. And I think that that matters. Um, it's an unusual kind of thing to have a movie where people, um, you know, are deaf. And, and I think they're actually, well, I know Marley Madeline is. Um, yeah, so is yeah. Uh, Troy, Troy Kotzer, I think is the dad's name. The yeah. dad, yeah, he's great. Oh, God, the scene between the two yeah. of them is just really something else. And the brother is as well. And the brothers oh, yeah, great yeah. too. They're yeah. all good. And I honestly, like, if they play it right, Apple, and I have no idea if they're capable of doing this because I don't, you know, they're very new in the Oscar race. But if they played it right, they could get a SAG for that. They could get a SAG ensemble for that movie um, because it's so unusual to have deaf actors in such strong roles. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it would push yeah. them towards something like doing that, which, you know, would, would bring the house down, really. Uh, not for when I mean, but you know, just to have it in the mix. Um, so I think if you're if you're looking at movies like King Richard, Belfast, maybe Coda, um, you're looking at really feel good movies that I think people are really going to like and want to see, and 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 it's going to be a good thing for the Oscar race. So I hope I hope it's not. And I love Power of the Dog because you know it's definitely my kind of movie it's absolutely my worldview and i you know i enjoyed it greatly and and it's not a it's not a downer to me because i i feel like it's just such great cinema but i think yeah, you know beautiful. it's going to have a hard time with the crowd that's looking for something to lift them up out of the doldrums of this last year and i, I um, you know i think people are going to have a slightly hard time understanding that linear plot i mean it's it's absolutely Right. You know, the kind of film that requires you think about it. It's not a movie that just gives you everything up front. And, you know, I think that's going to make it hard and inaccessible for a lot of people. But I think they'll be able to relate to, you know, their performances and her sense of place that she creates here, you know, which is really spectacular, very much like in keeping with the classic Westerns. Um, I think people will respond to that because you just don't see it very often anymore. No. So here's, you know what I, oh, you know what I just realized. Sorry, no. I just I just realized this is why I kind of dropped in the heights way low on my list. Um, Warner Brothers has in the heights, and they also mm-hmm. have King Richard and Dune. Right. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's their you know Dune is their you know 
below the line, lots of nominations ticket that they need to make a lot of money on. Uh, and King Richard is their their pony for best picture, I think. So, you know, I think having those two films in the race, that puts a distant third on in the Heights, I think, at that point. Yeah, possibly. And then there's one more thing I wanted to bring up since we were talking about Westerns. I, I And I know it's a funny name and everything, but I think Crime Macho <laughs> is a movie that we, you know, we do need to think about and consider um, as a possible Oscar contender, especially for best actor for him, Clint Eastwood. Um, he's never won. And this is like maybe his last movie and he's doing press, believe it or not. Um, even though, you know, the kind of left leaning media has kind of, you know, marginalized him because of his support for Trump. He's still a cinema legend and, you know, his movie looks, by the trailer, pretty feel-good kind of thing. Um, even though Twitter's like, how racist is Clint Eastwood going to be? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, that's all going to come up. But, I, I, you know, the Academy, those old-timers, you know, they still like Clint. So I think it's, it's worth keeping, you know, an idea about maybe a Best Actor nomination there. Watch him win Best Actor. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> I called it, man. No, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. I, I get a vibe from that movie um, from and from the interviews that they're doing. He's trying for it. He didn't try for it with the last movies and stuff. He's kind of just ignored the press. But I see that he's doing, like, you know, interviews with uh, Kenneth Turan at the Los Angeles Times and stuff. So he is trying to play the game a little bit. It looks like it. And that's Warner Brothers too, by the way. Okay. So that's a, that's a fourth for yeah. Warner Brothers. Um, I hope they realize what they've got here with these movies. Um, it's gonna. Uh, they also they also have the Many Saints of Newark. If you, I mean, that trailer looked pretty good. I'm not sure if it will be an Oscar type movie, um, but I think it'll do well because there's a lot of fans for of The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, that that feels like a writing thing to me. Yeah, I can see it. it. Yeah, I mean, it just depends, right? It's so surreal to watch like kids of actors be yeah. in movies. You know, yeah. they're just there's so many of them, and they <laughs> they look yeah. just like their parents. But yeah, I mean, he and there's there's another one, right? There's um the Paul Thomas Anderson movie has a licorice has a, pizza. Is, is that, that what it is? Yeah, that's that's MGM United Artists, I think. So some people have seen that trailer for licorice pizza and it has yeah. uh, and you know we're completely forgetting about uh the guillermo del toro movie um nightmare yeah alley. nightmare alley brought that yeah. up that's coming out too that's going to have best actor best supporting actress you know possibly picture director um this uh this year could be like a really good year which i would i would love because my god last year was so rough oh no boy. absolutely <laughs> We're already, I mean, to me, this year's already better than last year with what we saw at Telluride. I know. If it ended now, it would be a good year yeah. for movies, you know, but there's still already, so many more. I have at least two movies I'd put above my number one from last year. Yeah, no, me too. Last year was rough. Last year was rough. <laughs> that almost killed the Oscars. <laughs> we'll see how it goes this year. But already it's looking pretty good, I think. Um, Telluride yeah, especially yeah, was, was really good. Uh, it was a really good Telluride. It's looking like a pretty good um, tiff, too. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it, it rolls out. Hopefully things will start to look a little bit better in the next few months, just overall. Um, 
and, and we can celebrate movies again. And hopefully there's no dark winter with COVID. Um, I really, really hope that that's true. Um, so just really quickly, we had been talking about animated. I don't know if anybody's interested in this, but Clarence and I had been yeah. talking about it. Um, so Clarence, you saw a thing on a movie today. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I can't talk about that. That's under a strict embargo. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that. All right. Yeah. So basically, we were trying to figure out what movies are going to be the strong. Mark, what do you have winning animated right now? I have, so right now my five for animated, I have Flea winning, and then Marcel, and then I have Encanto, The Mitchells versus The Machines, and Blazing Samurai is my five, because I don't know what else to put five, but those you, first... You're missing Luca. Yeah, I have that number six. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is Luke, you think Luca gets in? I mean, I I think that it's been. I mean, that's Pixar's only entry this year. Um, yeah. When is the last time that they've not gotten in? It's good. They even got it. Onward in last year. Oh, I love Onward. <laughs> onward. Sorry. Oh, man. Onward's no. good. Onward's good. <laughs> onward's fine. It's just very. It's it's not. It's not <laughs> Soul. It's not uh, Wally. Yeah. It's not, it's not Ratatouille. I um, actually liked it more than Soul. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that one my friend yeah, that's, that's, that is fine <laughs> um, um go ahead Sasha. let's talk about flea just really quickly since we've all seen it now yeah what do you think clarence go ahead i mean i it's it's one of those films that i think it redefines what animation can do. Animation is not just a style that they chose to make the film in. The animation was ne- was necessary because they can't show so many people's faces because of the politics or the, the you know the, the the issues with Afghanistan and with with um, refugees and and being in Russia. I mean, it, it just would have made that an incredibly expensive film to try to document all of those things. And I. And I get the sense that they didn't want to. Sh- I mean, I guess the the main the main uh, protagonist of the film is on a lecture circuit. I, I don't think that he's hidden, um, unless I'm wrong. I haven't done the research on that yet. But I, I, I feel like it's one of those things where they're using animation in a very unique way, in a very kind of groundbreaking way. Um, to uh, you called it mixed media too, Sasha, because it does have some some film uh, newsreel. Uh, footage it's also a documentary it's it's a lot of different things and i think it's very unusual um and it, it was very compelling um i was dismayed that i had to watch subtitles when i turned <laughs> it on but uh i really i really appreciated it um yeah no it's it's a uh, it's quite spectacular actually i mean it's a real achievement and the thing about it is that it's obviously was made before our exit from afghanistan and now things have just gotten much worse there so I, th- I think it's going to have a lot more relevancy um, and urgency than it did before. Um, so I think that I, I probably wouldn't have predicted it before this event. Um, but now I think it has. Um, hang on a second. Oh, 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 no. Oh, good boy. My little dog <laughs> Jack has a hurt leg and he couldn't jump up oh. on the bed. Oh. Baby. It's gotten worse since uh, yeah. Telluride. Oh yeah, no, because the the elevator went out of my building, and so he had to take the stairs for a couple of days, and it really messed oh. him up. I was so mad. And did I you take him to the vet? 
I have an appointment, but not till October. Oh. So, I, I mean, I have to find some sort of like dolly or something to buy in case that ever happens again. Because his leg can't take those stairs going up the stairs. Um, <laughs> poor dog. So I hope he's going to be okay. But he just barely made it up on the, <laughs> on the bed. He almost oh. fell over. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, given that, I think that it's it's uh, it's going to be a good movie for people to... I think they might have had kind of mixed feelings about it before. Because, um, you know, we were still occupying Afghanistan. But I think now that we're gone... And the Taliban has taken over. Although, sorry, that's my dog digging. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that. But he's, he's digging his grave. <laughs> Just <laughs> he's digging. It. He does this thing where he has to dig his spot, even if it's a blanket, before he lies down. Um, you know, Clarence and I were joking that. Well, not joking. It's nothing you should joke about. But like, they're not going to be too happy over there in the Taliban if this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could see I could see political support for Afghanistan bringing this to light. I mean, I think a lot more people are going to see it because of what happened um, earlier this year Mm. um, or even last month. I guess it's been a month. Um, But uh, I have yet to see the Academy vote for anything that's not a traditional animated feature um, aside from maybe spirited away. Right. And Uh, and and why is that? Because of the legacy. Yeah, and and why why would you say that that's true about them? Um, I just Academy? don't think they watch animated features. But it's the animation branch. So what do we know yeah. about the animation? Branch? Oh, it's the animation. Um, they, I mean, I, Disney Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> that's it. It's the Disney Mafia. Everybody knows that the Disney Mafia exists, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So if it's the animation branch, yeah. I think there's a you know. There's a there's a good chance that they'll nominate it. It, it. I could see it being one of those scandals where it doesn't get in and people freak out though. Um, yeah, it has it has the rare opportunity to be nominated for animated documentary and international feature. So, except for we know it won't what, be international yeah. feature, right? We know that we figured it out because there's no way Afghanistan no? under Taliban rule they're going to oh, put that. Oh well, that's yeah, a good point. going to submit it. It's not it. it they, the point. country still has to submit. Yeah, okay. no. So take that off of there. It could be documentary yeah, though. Interesting. You know? I think it, it 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 would be a strong documentary contender. That's its mm-hmm. best shot, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it Although is. the rescue uh, is coming in very oh, yeah. strong too. There you go. Forget that. Yeah, the rescue's gonna win. It, Don't it, forget Summer of Soul. Summer Ooh. of Soul is great, but the rescue is gonna Loved win. It. Yeah, rescue's great. I mean, it was so good, it could be a Best Picture nominee. You know, that's how good it is. Yeah. If they sold it right, they could do, probably do that. But um, because it's just so entertaining, too, on top of everything else. You know what's so funny about Mark? I'll just tell this story really quickly. Did I tell this the last time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. So all the times we go to Telluride, like, Mark is never shy around celebrities. Like, he'll just go up and, like, stand next to Nicole Kidman and take a selfie. Stand next to <laughs> Faye Dunaway, take a selfie. It doesn't matter who it is. He has no fear. But for some reason, when we saw The Rescue, the guy in it, I forget his name. Sorry. Just terrible. He's one of the guys. Uh, Clarence, did you see The Rescue? I did not. Okay. Well, so basically it's, it's these misanthropic guys who um, were never anything in life. They were totally like misfits, outcasts, bullied, 
and they just were like these weird cave divers and like they were the only people who could rescue these kids that were stuck there for 10 days with no food so one of those guys was there and he's such a hero you know and one of the greatest line in that movie is you know last picked on the soccer team <laughs> first in line <laughs> to rescue kids or whatever like it's just such an unusual set of circumstances that brought them to the point where they were the only people on the planet who could rescue these kids and um and mark wouldn't meet him i said go over there mark i'll take your picture go shake his i shook his hand even Mark's like, no, I, I can't do it. I just can't. I was like, why not? Go do it. Go on. Go meet this guy. And he's like, no, no, he's just, he's a real hero. That was yeah, just really. That was, that was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say intimidating, but just, I don't know. Like it was, it was. I mean, it was just a breathtaking film with, you know, these guys that were just uh, fearless uh, to do this. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know. It was just a rough. I didn't. I just didn't feel. It was like one of those Wayne's World moments where it's like we're not worthy. We're yeah. Not worthy. No, I know. I understand. And to have it be like inside this weird like awards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Situation. It probably felt weird. But he's happy. You know that guy. He's never been happier. <laughs> it's got so much recognition. You know. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one. That's gonna win for sure. I mean, it it really is like one of those. It's better than Free Solo. I and mean, that's how good it is. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, they're, I, it's hard to compare the two. I, I really loved Free Solo, but the Rescue had me on the edge of my seat throughout the whole thing. I was freaking out, so it's like, it like a panic attack for two hours or however long it is. Yeah, I've, I've, I've asked for screeners, so hopefully I'll get that pretty soon. I, I can't imagine that they're going to hold that um, back. Um, I, I do want to interrupt just for a second. There is a little bit of <laughs> breaking news. Oh go shit! And I know it's breaking news. At six o'clock, so we're almost at our end here. But go ahead. Um, I wanted to say that Jeff Wells has just posted an article on Hollywood uh, elsewhere that says Belfast reactions are scaring me because <laughs> now he's convinced that Belfast is going to green book its way into the best picture. <laughs> race ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha ha ha! I should be so lucky. <laughs> um, that that's hilarious no i knew he would i i sent him a few of them because i just wanted to make him feel bad <laughs> <laughs> so mean let's just do let's just do best picture give uh give each of our predicted 10 if if we have that Ready. oh my god you better go first i can go first if okay you... go first okay um so right now i have um belfast then king richard then the power of the dog and then House of Gucci, Licorice Pizza, Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Spencer, and Cyrano. Okay. Mine would be... Um, oh, man, I just don't even know. But, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm probably not... I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going back and forth on Dune. I think it's... I'm not sure that it's, it's getting in for Best Picture. Um I'm not 100% sure Cyrano will. I think it will because of the actors. Um, I think West Side Story would be on my list. And I'm, I'm waiting on The Last Duel because I still think it has a, a good shot of being a big budget movie that, that gets in there. Um, and so that, that would be the only thing that I would change for, for that. What about you, Clarence? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm mostly in line with Mark. Um, I would add West Side Story. I, I just think in the year of the musical, and they're not going to put a musical in there. Um, and maybe uh, did you say Cyrano? Yeah, Mark? I have it number ten. Okay. Um, 
We'll see. Uh, it, it's it's a tall order, right? Because so many, I think, in the and particularly in the members of the academy, they're going to compare it to the fifty one uh, version, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to have to be fantastic. It's going to have to be more than just woke, right? It's going to have to be brilliant filmmaking, and it's Steven Spielberg, so that's entirely possible, of course. But it's going to have to be better than the nineteen fifty one version for it to get any kind of traction. I think with the academy. Yeah, and I I also think I'm going to keep a space potentially for Coda, and I think only because of a couple of different factors, but mainly that it's it's got it's going to be strong with the actors, I think, and the actors rule, and it's also got urgency to vote for it, so it's got mm-hmm. urgency to push it to the top of the pile. Remember, you're you're looking at people who push movies to the top of their list that's one that i think um could sneak in there and get in for for best picture and uh tragedy of macbeth nobody has that i guess huh yeah i have it eight. Oh, you have it eight okay yeah yeah mark you got to update good as gold i know i do i have to wait for i was waiting for toronto to kind of wrap up a little bit but <laughs> you got to yeah, get blue bayou out of there <laughs> I know, I know. I yeah, no, get seriously, get rid of that one. No, um, oh, I was sorry, hopeful but... for that. Um, when does the People's Choice thing come out? Do you know? I don't know. When, when does Toronto rap? Oh, that's it's a like good question. This weekend, maybe? I don't know, but I I'm... went to their site to vote, and I voted on the People's Choice. <laughs> so <laughs> they just said, here, enter your email I mean, why not? and vote. So, so basically what you're telling me is it's between Spencer and Belfast because all the K. Stewart and, no, exactly. and Jamie Dornan fans. If they know they can vote. I don't know how they're they're doing it. <laughs> oh, the, that is one group that knows when they can vote or not. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they know everything. Do they run it through some, you know, that's how the parasite, that's how parasite. Uh, I mean, we don't uh, know if it would have won anyway, but still. Um, the I voted for Belfast. <laughs> We'll, well, the festival, the, they're going to be announcing it on Saturday, the 18th. Okay. So I'd like to know what the voting procedure is for this. If it really is just any rando, then it's yeah. not really going to be trusted. Um, but if, if they're matching the emails with people who were registered. Right. That makes sense. I don't see how you could do that. Because if you have a ticket, you know, um, how do, do they have your email? Like, how are they going to know? Maybe because so many people are able to watch it remotely this year. Um, that maybe that's why they opened it up. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll keep looking. I remember last year was the same thing. People said, oh, no, they have a way of checking. But I'd like to know, you know, is, is it really just open to the public? If so, then, then that takes its worth away, I think, because it's not really going to be a fair contest. Well, <laughs> if Spencer wins. Yeah. We'll know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But I, I really think it, honestly, I think Belfast will probably win that. But Yeah, let's hope. All right, you guys, this was fun. Thank you for talking, and we will try maybe to do another one next week if we can get it together. We'll try to keep it going. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, guys. All righty. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.